welcome to a special Pack Attack episode of... Brutal Battle. Yep, so uh, this is actually the third installment of the Pack Attack. Uh, for everyone who doesn't remember, what we're doing with this Pack Attack is... There are these things called beer packs. Uh, the 12 packs, a lot of them are mixed variety from a single brewery. And a lot of people tend to forget about these things. I know I do a lot of the time, so back when this idea was brought about... Uh, I I was like, you know what? That that's the thing. Like, I never ever buy beer packs, and I feel like those are things that just get forgotten about. And it's time to showcase those. So this will be the third installment, and we have Sean Finn here. Hi, everybody. The neighbor. Uh, we share a wall, so you know <laughs> we we actually joke from time to time that we should just cut like a little window <laughs> be in the wall so that we can pass beers back and forth from time to time when we have one and we're like, you got to try this. <laughs> so those are the types of neighbors you want. So everyone out there, find those types of neighbors. So just so you know, the the first two pack attacks to recap were both, ended up both being Devil's Backbone Brewing for different reasons. The first was their adventure pack, and then there was an issue with that, so they sent us their next pack, which was the Friends and Family pack. Hmm. Um, so this one will, I'm pretty sure, will not be Devil's Backbone. <laughs> now, this was going to end up being the first one where I would have absolutely no idea but a little bit of information slipped out when the beers were being poured, and so I'm pretty sure I know who the brewery is, but I'm going to try and block that from my memory. I will let Sean take guesses at what brewery he thinks it is because he was not around for that, so he is 100% blind on this. Yep. I am blind on the beers themselves, but I know the brewery. So, Well, pretty sure I know the brewery, so we'll see how things go. But... Um, as, as we do this, uh, we'll go through, it's four beers this time, uh, for each one, we'll actually rate them normal brutal battle style. And we will also try and guess what styles we think they are. And then Sean can also at any time say, you know, this seems a lot like this brewery. Okay. Um, but before we do that, Sean brought a kind of warm up beer for us. So what, what do you have here? Yeah, so uh, we have a Christmas party every year, and, and I try to brew a new beer for that Christmas party every year. It's kind of similar. I try to like a holiday ale is basically the gist of it, but cool. I tried to add more hops, which I think is probably okay for you and I, but I don't know mm-hmm. how everybody else will think about it because you know some people aren't hop friendly. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a very similar recipe to what I've used and I've had in the past, which I'm sure you've had. Is uh, so it's basically a pale ale with some. Well, do you want do you want to taste it first, or you want me to describe it? No, you can describe it. That's okay. fun. All right. So it was a it's a pale ale base, maybe five to six percent. It has some orange peel, cinnamon, nutmeg. I believe that was it for spices, and I put that at the end of the boil, so it's really just a, a hint of that taste. But then what I did is I dry hopped it. I put a lot of uh, what did I use? I think I used Amarillo for bittering and Simcoe. At the end of the boil, and then I dry hopped it with Simcoe, so you'll get a lot of Simcoe out of it. Cool. Um, so it actually turned out more to just be like a hoppy pale ale. That, that, nice. But give it a try, see what you think. So the spices in there, it, it sounds like, is this like the third iteration of this? Because I feel like uh, the last two years you did something very similar and you were playing with the levels of spices and different hops. Right, and that's, yeah, so this is a pretty similar recipe that I've been playing off of, and I tried to tone down the spices because mm-hmm. they can be a little overpowering. Yeah, they can be. Um, so I toned that down a little bit, and then I upped the hops, because I was really looking for a piney taste. Okay. And I, that's why I went with the hop varieties that I did. But 
I didn't get much of a piney taste, but it's I, I like it. It's very hoppy. So you're trying to get you're trying to get that kind of like holiday pine aspect without putting pine needles or anything like that. Right, in it. right. And I think next that year I might sense. actually look for spruce tips because I was okay. I was looking online for them this year, but I think I missed the, the gotta, season. Got to <laughs> be careful with that though because it can turn out amazing like Pennsylvania tuxedo, or it can turn out not good like Flying Dogs Christmas IPA out of their Otterbein pack. Uh, I haven't had that, that Christmas IPA. Like the the spruce out of that was like. Uh, yeah. It was too much, too much. Pennsylvania Tuxedo by Dogfish, very well under control. It's yeah, nice. That's a good one. So, um, all right, let me smell. I mean, it smells like it's got that hop character to it. It smells, it smells orangey. It definitely has you get the orange. Yeah, there's definitely a decent amount of orange in there. It's got. I actually get the aroma. I get is mostly malts, probably because I use extract. So that's probably yeah. There's a lot of malty sweetness to it. I almost get a little bit of like a red licorice note in there, Hmm, okay, and a little bit. I can get that nutmeg. Actually, the nutmeg's like faintly. Yeah, I get a little of the nutmeg too. I don't get much cinnamon, and I do get some orange and nutmeg, but not much cinnamon. Yeah, it's like orange nutmeg hop. Yeah, smells good, and like that red licorice. I definitely feel like there's like a lead. Lead. Red licorice. <laughs> no, no, not lead. I would hope it's not lead. Yeah. All right, let's try this. Decent amount of bitterness. I can taste the nutmeg more than I thought I was going to be able to on the end. And there's, it has a lot of like a bitter orange peel character that, to that's, it. That's what you, yeah, that's what I used. A lot of bitter orange peel. I think I need to more, add more uh, kind of sugars to the next batch. It is, it is, I am getting a lot of bitter, but I, I just assume that was because I put so many hops in it. I put a ton of hops in there. Yeah, the bitterness, I got to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of this one. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm sorry to say that, no, but, I, but I want to be honest because you've had beers on before that I've been a huge fan of. Yeah. So um, I think I like the last year's iteration a little bit more. Okay. And I think that maybe it's because the spice, it's okay. I feel like it's kind of okay to let those spices shine a little bit more, especially yeah. with what you're going for. Yeah. I felt like maybe you were trying to go too hard with the hops. Yeah, I was. And a lot of the bitterness is showing through and it's kind of muting some of the other nice flavors. Um, it's not bad beer by any stretch, yeah. Yeah. but, um, it is dominated a bit by bitterness and it's, it's also like a lot of orange peel, you know, like a lot of bitter orange peel with the little nutmeg in there. But I appreciate the fact that you brought it over, and um, yeah, I figured you would try. I actually that I, you brew. That's the other thing <laughs> because I, it's a lot of work. I don't do it. Yeah. So yeah, I was trying to. It, it's my attempt because we have, like I said, a holiday party, mm-hmm. and I try to keep it kind of craft beery, but yeah. also to you know appease the general people. Yeah. And it's really hard for me to brew like a lighter beer. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I would have that problem too. I'd probably just be if I was in your situation, just like. You're just going to drink what I like. <laughs> and that's kind of, I think after this attempt, I'm just going to make it however yeah. I want next year. I mean, so. actually, as I'm drinking it more and more, the bitterness is dying down. Yeah. And I'm getting more of the orange aspect. And it's it's giving a little bit more of, like, orange f- flesh. Yeah. Like, not the peel, but, hmm. like, the flesh that's right good. over it. A um, little juicier. So it, Yeah. It's it's developing a little bit more, and I'm getting more of that kind of nutmeg. Even though it's not nutmeg, it makes me think of... Have you ever seen when people take oranges, and they, like, shove look cloves in oranges? Yep. yep. It reminds me of that, but nutmeg instead of clove. Do you get any clove? 
A little bit. It because it's a little clovey. The reason I was asking is because I bought the spice pack, which was a variety pack, and I pulled up. I just, I, I'm not a clove fan, so I pulled okay. the cloves out. But it may have just, ah, okay. you know, all the uh, since it was sitting together. Have, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, man. Um, no I like problem. last year better though. Yeah, I think last I year I felt like was it was lighter and the bitterness was lower and the spices. I don't know. Like I felt like the balance was really, really good to appease. Yeah, a lot of people. I kind of feel the same. I, I kind of I don't mind this one because it's hoppy. No. I don't. Th- I don't think a lot of people are going to like it though. But yeah. uh, well, I'll I come thought... drink it. Don't okay. worry. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, you're welcome to. Um, the uh, I think what I'd like to start doing though is go away from extract and do all malt. But my yeah. problem is that just like it takes it's a, a lot of day. work. It's like a full day. Yeah. Where this no. is a half day, you know. I understand. The oh. only uh, uh, batch of homebrew I ever did extract. Yeah. And I don't know if I could do non-extract just because a lot of work. It is a lot of work. That's what I say. Like it, it just reminds me of another thing. Ben Little, the head brewer for Manor Hill Brewing out of Ellicott City. Um, he had posted something on his Facebook page. It was like a meme. It was a picture of a brewer like pulling spent malt grain out of a out of a tank, mm-hmm. and it said on it, "Everybody wants to be a brewer until it's time to do brewer shit." <laughs> and I'm that's like, funny. "That's totally true. Like, I would love to be a brewer if I didn't have to do all that stuff." Yeah, everybody wants to be the head it's brewer. True. Just yeah, exactly. make the recipes and. But it is a ton of work. It, it is. is a ridiculous amount of work. Right, so, right. and it's dirty. That's the other thing. It's it just like back breaking, dirty work. Yeah. So, anyway, thank you very much. Keep sipping on that. But Palette Cleanse is in order, so we're going to try these four beers. And Rebecca put them in the proper tasting order. Um, So, they, as I'm looking at them, they go from a lighter to darker. So, we will start with lighter, obviously. Start with the light. So, the number, we'll just call them one through four. So, number one is very, very, very hazy. Yes. It looks kind of like those orange juice New England style IPAs. It does. It does. And it, yeah, you can't see through it at all. And it's got a big white head to it. It's yep. got, and it, the head is fat, especially because it's been sitting for a little bit. Yeah. And it's not dissipated at all. It's just like this nice, maybe like a quarter of an inch head yeah, sitting on top. Almost like a champagne kind of head. Yeah, it's just definitely. Like, and it looks a little uneven, which would lead me to believe. Well, I don't know. What does that mean, if the head's uneven? If the head's a little uneven, typically that's a sign of something like Britannomyces. Ah, okay. But now that I'm looking at it, I think it's just the the, the way there's swirls in it, so I don't think it actually is all that uneven. Oh, okay. So, But anyway, let's smell this and see. Oh my god. It yeah. smells very hoppy. Very hoppy. Very citrusy kind of hoppy. Super citrus. That is so much... Almost, is citrus. there a little bit of funk to it? Uh, or, no. or is that more dank, like a hop, yeah. danky hop smell? There's a dankness to it. Yeah. There's a little bit of um, like a bitterness on the end, but it's not a ton. It yeah. smells sweet, too. It though. does. It smells like almost like there's actual sugar in it. Yeah. It's, it's like we were, we were just talking about New England IPAs, and it's starting to make me think it's yeah. a similar style of that. It definitely smells like that type of thing. Yeah. It's got a little bit of that kind of candy citrus smarties that I yep. smell with yeah, a lot I get of that too. nice hoppy beers. Super citrus. Tons yeah, I get a lot of citrus, and, and I get a little, like at the very end, a little smell of like the dank kind of hop. Yeah. You know? No, definitely. Yeah. And that's coming in with uh, with that bitterness as well. Yeah. Man, this smells awesome. It does smell really good. Let's go ahead and drink it. It's not as aggressive as I thought it would be. No, it's a very easy drinking beer. Mm-hmm. 
it almost reminds me of something like a session or something. Yeah. Like you know, like very light. Mm-hmm. It's like a unfiltered session IPA. Yeah. It's good, though. It's nice. Yeah. The bitterness that I was smelling on the nose, like, I get almost no bitterness. Yeah. Although part of that may have been that your beer kind of took it yeah. down a little bit from what we're able to perceive. Right. But I don't I don't think it's... I, I mean, I get the same thing. It, it, to me, it's, it's like, yeah, like you said, an unfiltered session because sessions are just dry hop. They just dry hop a lot yeah. out of it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and that's all the aroma. So that's kind of... I don't get much of an ABV to it. I get that citrusy note that we were getting on the nose, but it was significantly more pronounced on the nose than it is in the flavor. Um, it's not as juicy as I thought it would be, no, but it's nice. I get a little sweet on, on, a, on the first, you know, right when you taste it. But then the back end, it just kind of dissipates pretty quickly. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I get a little bit of a grassiness coming through as well as I keep sipping it. Yeah. Um, and there's a little bit of a bitterness peeking out there, too. Yeah. It tastes good, though. I yeah. like it. And it, it's it's easy. It's it a lot easier. easier. Mm. <laughs> Significantly easier than I thought it would be. So, your guess on this one. Oh, there's a little bit of a lemony note in that last sip I took. Just on the finish, I feel like. So, format. Do, do we keep some? Does it kind of... Is it like a tournament style? No. Okay. No, we're just going to rate them now, and then you can keep drinking it if you want it. So, uh, for this first one... Let's put a rating on it. I so uh, these packs. I'm assuming they're all just different styles, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I believe so. Where would I put this beer? This isn't a, like an outstanding beer, but it's a good beer. It's not offensive. I feel like mm, I could definitely. I'm definitely gonna keep drinking it. Yeah, I agree. I think it's good. I, I think it's a good. It almost to me, it reminds me like of a summer beer. Yeah. Where it's kind of light, really hoppy, citrusy. I agree with that. Yeah. I think I would give it a four. Okay. I was thinking like a five because I I like it. I I was debating on that. I almost went five. I was between (laughs) the two numbers. So 4.5 overall, that's good. What's your uh, guess on the style for this? I think it's a session. Session IPA. Session or just a pale ale. You know, they're kind of the same thing nowadays. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually say that this is gonna be like a New England style session IPA. Okay. Be like some crazy, but I feel you on the you know on the session on the session IPA. I'm actually starting to enjoy those a lot more. When I when they first started being the new thing, I guess a year or two ago, it uh, I was wasn't a big fan of them. Yeah. Well, but, I know uh, a lot of people who were down on it immediately. They were just like, "What is this crap?" Yeah, but the more Lately, I actually like them a lot more than I used to. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's nice to get that really big hop flavor and, and not have to worry about, you know, 70% beer, you know? Yeah. Well, and the, and the thing, too, is like like with any style, when it first shows up, people are just tinkering with it. Yeah. And then as time goes on, people are perfecting it and mm-hmm. refining. Yeah. So, you know, that's just what happens. Yeah. All right, let's take a look at two. Uh, two, two, super filtered, super clear. Very clear. Uh, kind of a... Kind orange. of a golden amber kind of yeah, color? Yeah, like a, a golden orange hue. Yeah. Yeah. Fine bubbles just coming up off the bottom. Yeah. It looks pretty. Looks very it, does. Pretty. it has that white head again, but the, the uh, head dissipates a lot quicker than the last one. It does. I don't know what that really means. I guess I have to look into that. <sighs> this smells like it could hmm. be another type of IPA, but just like a straight up. It's got 
I get hops, but I'm trying to figure out what hop it is. I know, I know. I'm doing the same thing. Like, this is more of, like, a dark fruit type hop character. Yeah. It's more of, like, a like a deep, rich, like, dehydrated oranges. Yeah. You know, because it's, yeah. it's, like, a deeper, darker, a little more sugary type nose. It smells interesting. It's, it's not very, to me, it's not very pungent, you know? Like, I, I don't get that kind of strong smell out of it. I mean, I get a hoppy smell, but it's I agree. Thick, and I'm, it's... Yeah, I, I agree with that, especially in comparison to the first one. Right. The first one was like aggressive nose. This one is way, way, way less. Yeah, I'm thinking. Really I kind of. I think I agree with you with like some kind of stone fruit kind of smell. Or yeah, there's some apricot actually. That's a good point. That yeah. made me think there's some apricot going on in there, and there's like dehydrated orange. This has got to be like a straight up IPA, I think. That's what I'm thinking too. It smells nice. I, I bet. Yeah, I bet you're gonna get a lot of flavor out of it though. The malt almost gives me a little bit of, like, a fruit roll-up idea. Really? Yeah. So it's like the, that, that kind of, like, apricot dehydrated think, orange on the top and then, like, a fruit roll-up on the bottom. Yeah, I get that, too, now that you say that. It smells good. Yeah. Crap. Strawberry fruit roll-up, I'd say. Yep. Straight-up IPA that finishes a little yep. sweet to me. It does. Mm-hmm. It tastes very malty. Yeah. I taste a lot of those malt, that malt sweetness that you just come to know. And there's almost a little bit of that kind of spent malt grain character that you can get in beers. Yeah, I get that too. It's Yeah, I think we both agree that it's an IPA because you get that bitter, that bitter taste from the hops. But it doesn't, the first taste out of the, you taste malt right away to me. Yeah. I'm tasting some alcohol on it, too. When you take a few sips, you start to really perceive some alcohol kind of tingling around in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say this is... I I would think this is kind of an IPA, maybe a 7%er or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, really malty, sweet. Um, There's that apricot-y flavor in there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the the bitter hits me almost as an aftertaste. Like, not even when I'm drinking it, but if you give it, like, a, a second... Yeah, I agree with that. Like, you, you are done with your sip, everything's gone, and then, like, one or two seconds later, right. <laughs> a, a wave of bitterness just goes over your tongue. Right. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Let's, I'm, not, I'm not as big a fan as that of that one. It's okay. Yeah, I think I feel the I same. I like the first one better, but... I um, agree with you. Did you want to take the lead on number? Sure. Let me go with a... I would probably call this a three. Okay. Because I, I think it's okay, but nothing's really standing out to me. Yeah, that's where I want to go to. I think it's a three. It's it's solid. It's fine. Your uh, guess on style? Uh, IPA, a straight up IPA. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I think it's just a straight up IPA as well. Although I feel like I there's a need for me to, to get, guess something different in this type of format. <laughs> but no, I don't think it's imperial. I don't think so. Imperial to me is well. I, it's I, a little bit on the me, syrupy let me side. Try again. Um, and we were saying we were getting a decent astringency on there. It's almost actually. I took one more sip and I almost on the end get a little bit of like a cereal finish to it. It's like grainy cereal. I get I get grain and malt. So that that's what's kind of weird to me is I think it's an IPA because you, you could smell you know yeah. you could smell it and you get the bitter taste on the back. 
But when you're drinking it, I don't get any hop. It's almost like I just get malt. I get it. It's just like there's a lot of the malt. The malt, definitely malt. So like you, I can get like a quick hit of like that apricot and the dehydrated um, orange, but then that malt sweetness just washes over it really fast. Right. Um, so right. I don't know. Good. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna stick with IP as well. I don't need to be different. If I'd say something different, it'd just be just to be different. That's kind of dumb. Oh, cleanse. All right. Yeah, let's go with uh, number three now. We're getting darker here. This looks like a scotch ale to me. Very red. Yeah, that's a good point. I wasn't even thinking scotch, but I was thinking more along the lines of a rye or a, or some kind of amber, but it's more... Could be. It's could darker. Be unless it's kind of an... I doubt it's yeah. Like here this, right this looks like dead on what I expect a scotch ale to look like. Right. It's like, it's like a dark rich. amber. Yeah. And it looks like liquid filtered cherries. Yep. Very filtered too. You can, you can still see through it even yeah. though it's, it's... Yeah, you can. All right. Interested in smelling this one. Kind of... It smells sweet. I smell some cherry. I get cherry too. Get Which, a lot of cherry. Our scotch ale type things. There's a little bit of like a brown sugar note. Uh, yeah, I get, I get some sweetness. Yeah, maybe a little... Caramelly? This could be a Doppelbach. Doppelbach, huh? <sighs> because I, could, I couldn't call that. Scotch ales and Doppelbachs give me the same types of noses. Hmm. I feel like this could be a Doppelbach. Typically, I get a lot of uh, cherry notes out of Doppelbachs and out of, um, what's it called? Um, I just lost what I was saying. Oh, Scotch ales. Scotch ales. Sorry, double box and Scotch ales. Scotch ales to me come right out with the the, the you know the Scotch scent. Yeah. You know, like it hits you right in the face. So I don't. I'm thinking this is not one of those. Actually, I'm almost getting a little. And hear me out on this. On the end, when I keep sniffing it, I'm almost getting a little bit of a cocoa hint. It's a little cocoa. That's interesting. I'm not. I'm not getting much cocoa, but I, but I am getting a lot of fruit. It, yeah, definitely. Yeah, a lot of like dark fruit. Yeah, yeah. It smells good though. It does smell good. I like the smell. Let me try it. Oh yeah, a lot of cherry aspect in there. Yeah. Just trying to think of the style that this is because it's there's almost it's almost like a holiday, like an American ale or a strong ale maybe you think or. Because I get fruit. That's why I'm saying holiday. I get a lot of the cherry. It drinks like... I feel like this has got to be some sort of like... Scotch ale or Doppelbach. Eh. You think it's scotch? I no, it's so, I don't think I think it's, it's too sweet. You know what I mean? Because scotch to me hits me just like a, a yeah, bourbon barrel. I'm thinking so. maybe this is some sort of Doppelbach. In my opinion. But it's... Um, I don't know. It's... The, the cherry... It's... It's got almost a little bit of like a tartness to it, like because the it, it finishes sweet, but it also feels like there's almost just this slight hint of like a tart cherry flavor to it. I see what you're saying. It's like a sweet kind of tart, yeah. uh, right when you taste it, and then it finishes sweet. And that chocolatey aspect, I said I was getting on the nose. I feel like I do get a little bit of that on the finish, and I feel like it's a malt type of thing. Yeah, like a, just a, a roasted malt or a... Yeah, kinda... like that typical malt gave it just this <clears throat> tad bit of like a chocolatey aspect on the finish. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's different. 
It's good though. Like it's, it is good. It, it, to me, it, it's not as, uh, and maybe it's just. It doesn't taste like it's a high alcohol content beer, mm-hmm. but it's got like the uh, not as it's not as carbonated either. So like, yeah, carbonation I mean? is like almost non-existent. Right, it seems right, like right. Um, you have to be really fine with um, cherry notes. Yeah, I feel like there's almost a little bit of a like a slight vanilla to it as well, actually. Yeah, that's why, to me, it, I, for some reason, I keep thinking holiday beer, because I get yeah. cherry, I get some kind of, like, a sweetness, and uh-huh. it, to me, it just reminds me of a holiday beer. I feel like, okay, have you ever seen, like, uh, like berry crumble desserts? Mm-hmm. It's just, like, you know, it's got, like, a brown, like, some sort of, like, brown sugar crumble on it, and it's berries with, like, a vanilla cream, or, yeah. like, ice cream. Yeah. I, this kind of reminds me a bit of that. Okay. And, uh, yeah. But I, I hear what you're saying about the holiday aspect. This would definitely, in my opinion, if somebody handed this to me and I drank it and they're like, this is my representation of a holiday beer, that makes sense. Yeah. I can oh. see that. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of holiday-ish. Or like, at least winter, you know. Yeah. Anyway. All right. You want to take the lead on number or me? Uh, Whatever. I, I'll go. Um, mm-hmm. Can't do halves. I, I'll go with a four. Okay. That's exactly what I was going to do. Okay. I think it's I think it's as good to me as the first one. So yeah, overall four. So the first <clears> one's <throat> still winning at the moment though. Oh, guess on the style from you. Oh jeez, this is gonna be a tough one for me because I'm not used to this kind of style. Yeah. Um, I, I can't say Doppelbach just because I'm not familiar enough with those to understand. But I will. Is can I just be broad and just say like a holiday ale? Sure. Okay, that's fine. And if you're close enough, then, you know, we'll just say you got it. <laughs> right? It's all good. All right. So let's move to the last one, our fourth and final beer. And this looks dark. This is um, dark. It's got a tan head. It's got some sediment in it. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't even see through it. No, you can't really see, but... I... Oh, yeah. I can see the sediment at the bottom. Yeah. You can't really? see through it, no. But you can, you know, really? looking in a glass, you can see a little sediment. I wonder what that's all about. Which I kind of dig. I think that's kind of, okay. you know. That's cool. I don't have any problems with smell that. It. I want to smell a lot of chocolate. That's what I really want out of this Definitely. Beer. Did you say tan head? Is that, that yeah. Is? Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. <sighs> Interesting. I get like a roasted or a burnt malt kind of smell. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of like roasty malt character in there. Um, there's almost a little bit of a salinity to it, in my opinion. But I feel like it also smells kind of lactic, like milk stout, maybe. Do you? I do. Um, actually, I don't know. This might be some sort of like robust porter or something because that's what I'm thinking, like a porter. Now that, I, that since I keep smelling it, I, I'm getting some like leather notes that come through on the end. Yeah, it's a little leathery, a little salinity to it. Your sense of smell is just, I feel like it's running circles around me. Because I just hit the one thing I smell first, which to me is like a roasty malt. But there is like a lactic character in there, which is probably my translation of like a creaminess. Like it smells like it's creamy. You know what I mean? So your guess just from appearance and aroma is some kind of like a milk robust, or something? Probably some sort of like robust porter, honestly. Although there's that kind of lactic quality. It could be some sort of hybrid something. Yeah. You know, you never know. Yeah. But 
All right, let's try it. Ooh, what is so much chocolate? Yeah, I get a ton of chocolate. There is something tingling on my tongue at the very end of that first sip. But that's weird to me because I didn't smell chocolate at all. I got the roasted malt, but to me that doesn't... It's, the same, it's not the same as chocolate. Yeah, it's very... Yeah, it's kind of like... Not extremely aggressive, but like cocoa powder. Yeah. And... I get that uh, tingly right when you taste it, too. Yeah. Actually, you know what? what? I'm going to take that back on the cocoa powder. I'm going to say diluted syrup, chocolate syrup, like a Hershey's chocolate syrup type thing. If you dilute it some. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking like like it reminds me of a porter because Mm -hmm. because you, you, you think you're getting a stout, but it's not. It's lighter. So it's dark, but it's still, you know. It's good. It is. I'm trying to figure out. There's a li- and there's honestly there's a little bit of that leather character in there too. What does that? What what is that from a malt variety? You think from the, the leather? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know specifically what one. I actually don't know that much about individual malts. I know a lot more about hops. Yeah. And honestly, like that's much more of a focus for everyone. Is oh, it's all about the hops. It's all about the hops. Yeah. But malts play a very big role right that that's what obviously I was saying from the beginning that i i want to uh start doing all grain just because i can learn more of that because i feel like i don't mean to sidetrack us but when you when you homebrew and you use extract you're at the mercy of the extract you know yeah there's only so much you can i do. agree anyway so but, this actually tastes to me kind of like a, a more chocolatey version of like edmund fitzgerald which is the great lakes porter their porter okay i haven't had that um Oh, wait, I think I have had that. I think you shared one with me. Yeah, I gave you yeah, a yeah, bottle of yeah. it at one point. Yeah. My mom and dad brought some back from Ohio when they traveled up there. Because yeah. we don't get Great Lakes where we are, no. unfortunately, because they do have really good beers. Mm. Um, but this tastes like a different... So for that reason, I feel like it is probably a porter, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm going with porter. But it's good. There are aspects that seem Edmund Fitzgerald-esque in there. Porter is another beer to, uh, style to me that I never really paid much mind to until recently. So I'm starting to get in, excuse me, get into those. Cool. So what uh, what number do you want to give this one? I would think that this and the first one are equal to me. Okay. So I, I, I feel like five. I wish we could do halves. Uh, <laughs> I know. There are those moments, but... I'm going to have to go... I'll do a five. Okay. I'll do a five. And I'm actually going four again. I was in between the two. Yeah. Um, well. It's good. It is good. Do I like it more than the first one? To me, they're they're equivalent to me. Mm, yeah, they're so close. Yeah, I just taste them. Yeah, they're on the same plane. So it's fitting that I'll give it a four and it tied. Uh, the fir- Beer one and beer four are tied for the best in the pack, 4.5. Beer two is at a three, and beer three is at an overall four. So overall, they're very close yeah. numbers-wise, so they're all solid. Um, what's our guess, official guesses, on what beer four is? I'm going to go with a porter. Okay. And I'm going to go with a... 
chocolate porter. Okay. Just like maybe they added, you know, something to make it more chocolatey. Like some chocolate syrup. Like a tad <laughs> bit of chocolate syrup to it because that's kind of what it tastes like to me. Uh, do you have any guesses? Does this taste like any particular brewery? Does it remind you of any particular brewery? There's only a few breweries that I can probably say that's a, you know, that brewery's beer. So, and this, unfortunately, is not one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, my initial, just from color, and, and maybe I was being um, skewing a little by the, by the glass, I got a Trogues cup here. At first, that's what I was thinking, like, is this some kind of session IPA? This doesn't taste like Nugget Nectar. Was this a Mad Elf? You know, so that was my initial thought, but then I, after tasting, I don't think it is drugs. But so that, that was a long way to say I'm not sure. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um, I do need to say real quick before we actually find out what the brewery is and everything, I went back and tried your homebrew. I think it needed to warm up a little bit. It was pretty cold oh, yeah? when you tried it. It's opening up and... The, there's way less bitterness to it, and there's a lot more of like a of a juice juice aspect of orange coming through I along get a lot with of the peel. Yep, the nutmeg shining a little bit more as well. Yeah, and there's some citrusy hop quality coming out. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's good. Yeah, it's almost a weird banana note on the nose banana. right now too, though, which is kind of kind of odd. If I would think, if anything, that had to come from the malt. Yeah, probably. But that's good. Thank you. It was pretty solid. I still like last year's better, I, do I will too. say. I agree. But this is uh, better than it started. <laughs> cool. Uh, and that's another thing. you got to let beers kind of open up sometimes. Yep. So anyway, here we go. Rebecca gave me a piece of paper. This is going to tell me what this is. Oh, okay. So this is actually Trogues. Trogues Brewing, or as they're now called, Trogues Independent Brewing. Technically, that's their name, but whatever. I just think of them as Trogues Brewing, so whatever. So, the first one, number one, which is tied for one of the best ones. It is a, um, well, we guess, what did we guess? It got 4.5 overall. I guess New England style Session IPA. <clears throat> Sean, you just guessed Session IPA. And it is, I'm going to pull it out of here, the bottle. Oh, yeah. Blizzard of Hops. It's their Blizzard of Hops, which I have not had it in a long time. So it's their winter IPA. Does it, what, is, what makes it winter? It's uh, 6.4% alcohol. Oh. Yeah, we said we didn't taste like any. I, I would guess even lower. Like I was thinking five. 4 to 5. Yeah, I was yeah exactly. Really 80 IBUs. Wow. It doesn't taste that bitter for being that high. No. That's crazy. I'm actually shocked because I've had a few of those lately. Maybe really? even one yesterday and I couldn't pick that up. But maybe I'm drinking them too cold. I, I liked it better when it came to temperature. Uh, the hops in it, Centennial, Galaxy, Chinook, and El Dorado. Hmm. So, I like that they have the, the hops in there. That's, Galaxy that's is, uh, that's Australian strain, right? The Galaxy? Uh, yes. Yeah. I like yeah. to play around with this sometimes. There's pineapple, typically, those types of notes that come out of Galaxy. Oh, and I, I forgot to say, this is one of their anthology packs. Okay. Um, so they put out anthology packs. There's like one for each season, pretty much. And this is the winter anthology pack. Gotcha. So, All right, so the second beer uh, that we gave an overall three, we both just guessed IPA on it. Okay? And it is, in fact, a straight-up IPA. It's their perpetual IPA. Okay. And it is 7.5% ABV. 
it's five. It's only five IBUs higher than the Blizzard of Hops. Wow. So it's 85. It tastes way more bitter, though. Yeah, it does. Um, the hops used in it are Bravo, Chinook, Mount Hood, Nugget, Citra, and Cascade. There's Citra in there? I, I didn't get any Citra. Citra. No, none of that. Cascade makes a lot of sense to me. And the Chinook. Those two those two make a lot of sense to yeah, me. Yeah, I don't know much about what was the Mount Hood. I've never heard of that one before. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about the, the profiles of that. I know we had it as a hop knowledge on this show before, but I can't remember all those things. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot. We were wrong about the first one in what style, because we said session IPA, but it was just straight up IPA or winter IPA. We're right about the second one. Let's see what we got on the third one. The third one, Sean, you guessed it was a holiday ale. I guessed it was some sort of Doppelbach. And three is... And we gave it an overall four, which is good rate. Oh, it is a Doppelbach. It's their Troganator. Troganator. Troganator Doppelbach. Um, uh, it is 8.2%, 25 IBUs, and the hops used are Magnum German and German Northern Brewer. There you go. Hmm. It's a good what beer. Else, what else was in there? Did it say anything, or is it just hops and malt? Is that all it says? It, it just gives the hops. Okay. Yeah. But, uh... Because I feel like there has to be some kind of cherries or something in there. That's an award. Well, that's just like the flavors that the malt impart. On. Really? Yeah. Huh. In in conjunction with those hops, there's always, like in Doppelbox, every Doppelbox I've ever had, there's always cherry notes to it. Mm. Every Scotch Ale I've ever had, there's always cherry notes to it pretty much. Really? So, yeah. But, um, yeah. Good stuff. That That's a uh, multi-award winning beer. That beer wins awards all the time. Does it? it is a really good Doppelbach. Yeah. If you line that up in a lineup of Doppelbachs, you're going to be like, yup. All right. So uh, I got that one right. Uh, the last one I'm going to reveal, I guess, Chocolate Porter. Sean, you guess Just porter. straight up Porter. Yeah. And it's tied with uh, Blizzard of Hops is the best with overall 4.5. This one is, oh, it's one of their scratch beers. There you go. That's cool. Putting a scratch beer in the pack. I like that. Yeah. It is scratch number two hundred and sixty-two, chocolate stout. Stout, huh? Yeah. Wow. Well, that's the thing. I thought about stout too because usually when you hear stout, people inherently think imperial stout. Yeah. But a straight up stout can be pretty thin. Uh, okay. So you know, seven point one percent alcohol, um, forty-one IBUs. Uh, hops are Galena, Simcoe, and Warrior, and it has chocolate added. So go. I did pick that out. Yeah, I did get that right. That's I didn't. Awesome. I'm actually surprised it's that high in IBUs. Forty-one. I, yeah, because aren't stouts like almost non-existent in the IBU world? Yeah, a lot of the times yeah. they're super <clears throat> low. But yeah. I like the idea of them putting a scratch beer in their packs. That's cool. I yeah. feel like that's a, an extra draw for people to buy their packs because typically you can only get the scratch beers at the brewery. Right. Like on tap at the brewery or they'll sell six packs mm. or cases of their scratch beers there. So I think it's really awesome that they will throw those scratch beers out there. Well, and people who don't know, you know, I'm talking about it, people who don't know what the scratch series is through Trogues, um, it's just their test batches basically. Yeah. It's just stuff that they're like, uh, we keep doing all these beers that we're re- releasing normally, but we want to have some fun, try some new stuff. Right. Um, and they're on number 262, <laughs> so they've been doing it for a while. 
And I actually remember when they weren't located in Hershey like they are now, Hershey, Pennsylvania, they were located in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and they were really small. And I would go there when I went, when uh, Rebecca and I went to visit her mother because she lives in the in that area. And um, we would go to their brewery, and they I remember when they had just started the Scratch series. Mm-hmm. And I remember trying some of their Scratch beers that were in the single digits. Wow. So I tried some that were like before number 10. That's pretty cool. Uh, the one that sticks out most in my mind, they had a... Actually, there's two of them. I, th- I don't remember which number it was, but it was a espresso stout, and it was awesome. Hmm. Like, yeah, their like espresso, espresso stout was so good. I think that was within the first ten. Yeah. I want to say it was number, like, eight or nine. And then they had one that was a, their mustache rye that was number 25. I do remember that because my mother-in-law got me a, a six-pack of it, and it was really good. Huh. It was just, like, an awesome rye ale. Yeah, I'm into rye. So now. good. But um, they do great stuff with that series. They do. And we saw that in the last tournament because you brought Trogues and you brought that Raspberry Goza. Yeah, I brought two really scratch beers, I think. It was a Goza yes. and a Harvest Ale. No, I think I brought an IPA. I think it was a Fresh Hop Ale. Fresh like Hop. Like a Harvest Ale yep, or Fresh yep. Hop Ale. Kind of the same. Yeah. But, um, yeah. That, I mean, that that there and this one are proof that they're doing really good stuff with their scratch they series. Are. That's true. So... Sorry, everyone. I felt like I needed to explain what the Scratch series is for anyone out there who doesn't know. Because we have listeners that aren't just on the East Coast of the United States. So, you know, got to let everyone know. All right. Well, uh, are you surprised this was Trogues? No, it's kind of weird that I said that, but I think I was skewed by my cup. Um, and actually, oh, and I didn't even think of that. Uh, yeah, one of the cups that Sean has is a Trogues Nugget Nectar cup. Yeah and, I, yeah, and I thought initially that... Um, because I guess of the few breweries that I have a taste for, this is kind of getting there. So, mm-hmm. but I still oh, I was close, but not close enough. Yeah, but yeah, Trogs is good. I, I, I'm a big Trogs fan now. Yeah, yeah. These are these are good things. Uh, my relationship with Trogs go, goes back very far, and uh, it was one of the first breweries that really got me into craft beer. So it's mm-hmm. a special brewery, but. Um, I'm glad that we finally broke away from Devil's Backbone with the pack attacks. <laughs> not that, you know, well, I was going to say not that I have any issues with Devil's Backbone. I do, just the fact that they're owned by AB InBev. I wish yeah. they were still independent, yeah. but they're still putting out good beer. You know, much like Goose Island has still been putting out good beer, even though they're owned by AB InBev and have been for a while. Um, but it's nice to get some variety. And hopefully going forward, when we do another one of these pack attacks, I won't know anything at all about the brewery. I'll be totally blind and I can join in trying to guess what the brewery is. But, um, you know, like I said in the beginning, this is just to remind people there are packs of beer. Um, a lot of the time it's sitting separate from every, all the other beer. And that's kind of part of the reason that I forget about it. Yeah. Because where we go to wine world, it's just like, it's its own rack basically. Mm -hmm. And I don't even look at it because my mind's like, Usually my mind's immediately like, okay, large format bottles, like the 22 <laughs> ounce and 750 milliliters, because those are like the super fun yeah. experimental things. And then right after that, I'm like, okay, 12 ounces for a mixed six pack. <laughs> and you just forget about the those mixed 12 packs yep. and they're cool. Um, also wanted to say that uh, the idea of putting an exclusive beer in the pack, I don't know if it was first done by Flying Dog but I remember very early on Flying Dog being one of the first breweries to do that kind of thing. Hmm. This was years ago. It had to be about six years ago or so. 
I remember them putting out a hop, like a hop pack, and it was like uh, their Snake Dog IPA, their Pale Ale, something else hoppy, and then they put, oh, it must have been Raging Bitch, their mm. Belgian IPA, and then they put like this special, you could only get it in, the, in that pack, it was their single hop uh, Imperial IPA with Simcoe hops. Ooh. And that's where they started their whole series yep. of releasing the single hop, single hop imperial IPAs uh, was based off that pack because I guess people liked it enough. But well, funny, you funny know. you mentioned that, especially with Trogues too, is because I remember a couple, two, three years ago, you could only get Blizzard of Hops in a variety pack around here for some reason. And yeah, then, and then recently they started selling six packs, and yes. twelve packs of Blizzard yeah. of Hops. So, so we would always get them because my wife loves Blizzard of Hops, so we would always get these variety packs. It's good beer, yeah. So just for that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Blizzard of Hops, I feel like, is a great one for people who like the citrusy aspect of IPAs but hate the bitterness. Right. Because it's very low bitterness, a lot of nice citrusy aspect to it. Um, but yeah, but the, on that kind of like exclusive beer thing, I think that is going to make me, after this pack, make me even more aware of just kind of keeping an eye out for packs that might have those exclusive beers. Yeah. Because I don't know how many breweries actually do that where they're just like... Here's a pack, and you can only get this one beer in this pack. Yeah. I think more breweries should do it if they want to sell more of these 12-packs. I agree. Yeah, I Which, agree. you know, it's more money. So. I actually do look at them when I see them in the store. Really? Most, I don't. But see, most don't. of them just don't appeal to me because I've mm-hmm. had most of them. And for me, most of them are kind of like the generic public kind of beers. That Yes. And, and I just think, uh, you know, it's nothing special to me. But yeah. we just bought one that was pretty good. I think it was Shafefly. Oh, Schlafly. Schlafly. Out of okay. Missouri. Yeah, th- and that was decent because it had a couple different... It was like a stout mix pack. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But, um... That's yeah. cool. Yeah, That's... We, we get them every once in a while. Yeah. I do think a lot of breweries tend to, with their 12 packs, just be like, here are four beers from our normal lineup. Right. Which, nobody wants that. Mm-mm. I mean, well, okay, I can't say nobody. Typically, people want that for if they're having, like, a party, get-together, yeah. whatever. Um, people who are just having drinks on their own, they don't want that because... They probably had all that before. They want to try something different. So, you know, like Trogues putting a scratch in there that's exclusive to the pack. Great idea. Or like, you know, Flying Dog's been doing for some time, putting like one of those exclusives in there. Yeah. It's the way to go. Yep. But at any rate, fun? It was fun. Yeah, yeah it was good. good. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Good beers. I'll finish all these beers. Yeah, no and they were good. I agree. Everything, nothing was bad. Everything was good. Um, I like the Blizzard of Hops and the Stout the best, but... um Outside, that was really good. Yeah. And we got a 12-pack, so I got more of these. <laughs> so that's fine with me. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks so much, Sean, for being on. Appreciate that. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for the homebrew, too. It's oh, no nice. Problem. It's It's really... I'm warming up to it. Cool. As it's warming up, I'm warming <laughs> up to it. <laughs> but anyway, thank you, everyone, for listening, and please remember to keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. 